Welcome to Big Papa Rob Podcast Story Rewind, The Missing. I'm Big Papa Rob. Each of my stories are about one of the many missing people out there. I rewind the story of a missing person in hopes that someone will hear this story and can share information to help find this person. There is always someone who knows something that can help find this missing person. The story I will tell you today is about Heather Danielle T. She was abducted August 26, Since I've been doing the missing podcast, this is the first one where we know the person was abducted based on what was released to the news media. Heather's mother, Sarah, reached out to me after I released the Andy Madison story that took place in Evansville, Indiana. Heather Teague's story has many rabbit holes to go down, and not everything is what it seems. This story's going to be a two-part story. Today, I'm going to tell you the story based almost strictly on what was released to the news media. Part two will be released next week, and it will be an interview I did with Sarah about her daughter's case. Once you hear her side of the story, you will have even more questions about the suspects, in this case, law enforcement that was involved in this case, and maybe even question if she is in hiding somewhere out there. Let's rewind Heather's story to her earliest beginnings. Heather was born April 25, 1972, to Sarah and Paul Teague. In high school, Heather was an honor student. She played basketball, ran track, and was homecoming queen at Webster County High School. In 1989, she was named second runner-up in the Webster County Junior Miss Pageant. After high school, she attended Western Kentucky University on an academic scholarship from the fall of 1990 through the spring of 1993. First majoring in pre-medicine, and then switching to chemistry with a minor in biology. Heather also loved to write poetry. Unfortunately, she dropped out of school after getting in with the wrong crowd. She came back home and got a job as a quality control auditor and taught aerobics classes. Leading up to her disappearance, she'd been living with her mother when she'd lost her job but most recently moved from the house to house, keeping her belongings, including her diary of sorts, packed in her car according to newspaper articles. 
According to her mother, Thursday, August 24th, 1995, was the last time she saw her daughter, Heather. August 26, 1995. Heather went to what is known as Newburgh Beach, which is technically across the river from Newburgh, Indiana, on the Kentucky side of the Ohio River in Spotsville, Kentucky. The beach area is located off a dirt road along farming land and wooded area. Heather parked her car along the dirt road and walked out to the beach area through a strip of woods. Heather went out to the beach area with a blue chase lounge, a towel, and her purse. She positioned herself about 500 feet away from other people at the beach area. She was laying face down on her towel and had untied her bathing suit top as she lay there soaking up the sun. Meanwhile, a man on the Newburgh, Indiana side of the river was about to eat lunch with his wife when he decided to look over the river to the Newburgh beach area using his telescope. Now, I will play you the 911 call that went in to the Kentucky State Police. I have edited the call slightly to remove phone numbers, hold music, and dead space or sound. Davis. Uh, yes, sir. I just called the Indiana State Police. I live in Newburgh, Indiana. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I was sitting at the dinner table. We got through eating dinner, and I got a telescope. I live right on the river. Mm-hmm. And I scanned the beach or straight across from the beach from the Lock and Dam. Mm-hmm. And there was a girl on the left-hand side of the trees down here, and she was sunbathing, and she was laying face down. And she had her top undone, and she was just bathing. And uh, I was looking back and forth across the beach. I told Karen, I, and I said, you know, I just listened to her. I said, I, I, you know, I just looked at the beach. And about this time, a guy come running out of the trees on the left-hand side. And he ran down and grabbed her by the back of the head of the hair and jerked her up. And she grabbed the towel, and he, he, he walked her up in the trees up on, in the riverbank over here. Mm-hmm. And I've been watching now for 25 minutes, and I ain't seen her come back. And all of her stuff still sitting down there on the beach. Where's she at on the beach, sir? She was, you know where the new lock dam is? The Newburg Lock and Dam? Yes, sir. Uh, right straight on that big, long beach, and she's almost at the end of the lock wall on your side, on the Kentucky side. End of the lock wall? Well, I'm at the end of the lock wall. I'm right straight across on the Indiana side where the, where the new lock wall ends. Mm-hmm. And she was right there at that end. Now, I swear this guy looked like he had a gun. He come down, he had a chrome plate. I could see it glistening in the sun. I mean, it looked like a revolver, and he snuck up behind her, and she was laying face down on the on the mat. And, he, and she had long hair, and he grabbed her by the head of the hair and raised her head up and showed her the gun. And then when she did, she stood up, and she grabbed the towel that was laying there, and she put it on top of her, and he marched her in front of him right up to the top of the trees. What did she look like? She was, uh, I didn't, I only had like a 25 on, on the scope, so she was, uh, she was Caucasian, and she was, uh, she had long kind of brownish black hair. You mean long to her shoulder, to her uh, waist, or what? From over her back, probably. What color was her bathing suit? Uh, she didn't have a top on, but she had a bikini bottom on. It was kind of like a multicolored flower color. There's a lounge chair. Okay, hold, hold on. Hold on, please. Okay, she had on a multicolored flower bottom bikini. Yeah. 
And all her stuff's still here. It's been 20 minutes ago, and she ain't come back yet. He marked her up in the trees, and, and there were, at the time it happened, there was only one other group of people on the beach, and they were down at the far right end. end. What did he look like? He was kind of heavy set. Uh, he just had like a, a blue jean uh, cut-off pants on and tennis shoes. And it looked, I couldn't tell if he had a full beard or if he just had real shaggy hair and or something over his face. But you couldn't what make, color is his hair, sir? Kind of uh, dark brown. Is he white or black? He was white. White male? Yeah. And he had a gun with him? Yes, sir. Did he, he have a shirt on? Nope, no shirt. He had what appeared to be like it was a chrome plated because it kept blistering in the sun, you know what I mean? What's her stuff look like laying there on the beach? She's got a uh, lounge chair laying there. Blue and white lounge chair and her purse and stuff was laying to the left hand side of it and she picked her towel up with her when she left because she had it in front of her hiding her, her breast and she walked up the beach. What did her towel look like? Uh, God, I don't know, a towel. towel light color, dark yeah, color. color. Kind of pinkish color, I think. And where did he take her to? There were some trees on the left hand side, right up from where she was sunbathing. She was down this far end. He just walked right up in the trees and they disappeared. I couldn't see them. At and all. her stuff is laying on the beach next to the end of the wall? No, no, no. I'm at the end of the wall on the Indiana side. She's all the way across on your Kentucky side, just about where the end of the lock wall comes out, though. Okay, the wall doesn't come out over on the other side of Kentucky? No, it comes out on the Indiana side. Well, I'm not familiar with the dam. I don't know. Okay, no, I've never the been there. on the Indiana side. Uh, what's your name? Tim. And the last name is Walthall, W-A-L-T-H-A-L-L. W-A-L what? T-H-A-L-L. Your phone number? And this is right across the beach from the dam. Yeah, the, the, there's a beach on the on your side, on the Kentucky side. Yeah. Straight across from where the dam is. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it's a big party beach. Everybody goes over there all the time. Where they, and she was kind of down to the far end of it, toward the, the dam end. Yeah. And uh, she was in... Pretty close to where some trees come out on the end of the of the sand or the where the beach where the trees run out here, and she was just off to the right of that. And he would come out of the trees is where he came out of, and walked over there and ran over there actually. And, and she was laying face down, uh, sunbathing, uh, with her belly down. And he snuck up behind her, grabbed her by the head of the hair, and raised her head up and looked at me like he showed her a gun. That's when I saw the gun glistening. Mm. And then she jumped up. When she did, she grabbed the towel, put it in front of her, and then he walked with his hand straight out in front of her by her, and had her by the head of the hair in front of him, and he was walking, you could see the gun glistening in the, in the sunlight. Mm -hmm. And he walked her straight to the trees. And that's on the beach right across the river from the dam. Yes, sir. All right, sir, we'll have someone check it. I mean, I appreciate I mean, I, maybe there's nothing, but the goddamn it's scary. Five, 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 All right, sir, we'll have someone check it. All right, thank you. As you heard on the 911 call, they described the abductor as a heavy set man wearing blue jean cut-off pants, tennis shoes, shaggy hair, and a beard. This 911 call was released in 2016 after a court order. If you've read or heard about this case elsewhere, you may have heard the abductor described as wearing a wig or a mosquito netting. There's been a discrepancy since 2008 when Heather's mother, Sarah, and her attorney listened to a 911 recording that had on the call that had a female dispatcher and supposedly the same guy that called the police that was on the 911 call that you just heard. The recording of the call they heard in 2008 mysteriously disappeared 
and the Kentucky State Police, when ordered to release the call in 2016, stated that the call you just heard was the only recording they had. This is just one of many things that will make you question this investigation. According to the Evansville Courier and Press, on August 28, 1995, they stated the subject was a bearded, dark-headed man. There were dozens of searchers looking for her on Sunday at the beach area. Police reported that they found evidence of a struggle near where she was reported disappeared, and they had found her car nearby. Police found personal belongings and a lawn chair at the water's edge. The description of the abductor at this time was a white male, six foot tall, 210 to 230 pounds, with dark brown bushy hair and a beard. He was described as wearing blue jean denim shorts, black tennis shoes. On August 31st, the Evansville Courier Press reported that the Kentucky State Police released a composite drawing of the man thought to have kidnapped Heather at gunpoint. This time they added that the suspect appeared to be between the ages of 25 and 30. They had two drawings that varied slightly in facial features and attributed it to the distance of the witnesses. By this time, they had identified a 1980 to 1986 red Ford Bronco with a luggage rack that had been seen in the area around the time of the incident. Friday, September 1st, according to the Messenger newspaper, police had identified a suspect and went to serve a search warrant for Marvin Ray Dill. When the Kentucky State Police and FBI agents arrived and started to enter his residence, a single gunshot was heard and an uncle of Dill's ran outside, telling the authorities that Dill had shot himself. According to news reports, at least six to eight tips came from callers that had stated that Dill fit the description of the man identified. They had also noted that Deal drove a red Bronco with a chrome luggage rack, similar to the one that was seen at the beach area. September 9th, pictures of Marvin Deal were starting to appear in newspapers. Some sources say this picture was from his driver's license photo in 93. Based on other pictures that I've seen in the newspaper around this time, it appeared to be a mugshot photo from the Evansville police. In the Evansville police mugshot picture of Dill, shows him to having long shaggy hair and a bushy beard. I believe this to be a picture of Marvin Dill when he was arrested in February in Evansville, Indiana. By October, it was announced in most of the newspapers that a grand jury would be investigating the case in November. A newspaper out of Bowling Green, Kentucky, had an article that a person said she saw a woman that she believed to be Heather struggling with a man near Reed, Kentucky. The sighting happened between 2.30 p.m. and 3 p.m., the day that Heather went missing. This person stated that the suspect in the sighting was a man with a long hair and a shaggy beard as well. 
The suspect was driving a 1979 or 1980 red Chevette. In this same article, it stated that Dill had close-shaved head and short beard for several months before Heather went missing. I've also read that about two months before Sarah went missing, he was in jail and had to buzz his hair and trim his beard. I've also seen a picture of Marvin Deal that was supposedly taken in June at a place called Holiday World, which is an amusement park in Indiana, which confirms he had short hair and a very short beard. I will post a picture of this on social media so you can see the different pictures of Marvin Deal. If Marvin Deal had shaved his head in June, there's no way he could have been grown it back to a length that would have been called or described as shaggy. One of my questions is, did the police get tunnel vision in this investigation and zero in on Marvin Deal too quickly because he looked like the suspect in photos from February's mugshot and he owned a red Bronco? Or was the abductor someone else, and could this someone else have been driving Marvin Deal's Bronco? In November of 1985, there was a suspicion of Glenn Rogers, a serial killer that claimed he killed 70 people. According to police, they ruled him out as a suspect in Heather's case. I have a picture of him on my social media as well. He had more of blonde hair, but it was shaggy and he had a beard. But I definitely don't believe it was this guy either. In 2004, a new suspect emerges, Christopher John Bellow. According to the Arkin Beacon Journal, an Ohio newspaper, a detective from Ohio brought Bellow to the attention of the Kentucky authorities after he went to jail for murder of another woman. Bellow had spent most of his life in Kentucky and Indiana, what is also known as the tri-state area. According to a timeline in the newspaper, August 94, he moved back to Henderson, Kentucky. July of 1995, he moved to Georgia with his wife, but returns to Kentucky two weeks later. August 26, Heather is abducted, and three days later, Bellow abruptly leaves the area and heads back to Georgia the same day that Marvin Deal took his life. This article also stated that Bellow, Deal, and Heather Teague frequented the same bar in Kentucky and Bellow had been known to go to the Newburgh Beach. It implied that there may be more connections with Dill and Bellow. I had heard that they may have grown up and went to the same school as children, but could not confirm this information. Bellow has denied having any part in Heather's disappearance. If you look at Karen Fretzer, the woman that Bellow murdered, and Heather Teague picture, Side by side, they resemble each other a lot. They could actually almost be sisters. I'll have pictures of them on my social media as well. 
One other thing this article stated, in 2000, when Bellow was back in the vicinity, he stayed with his half-sister in Evansville, Indiana. She remembered that her brother had a favorite spot that he liked to visit along the river on the Kentucky side. He liked the area of the lock and dam. This would be the same area that Heather was abducted from back in 1995. The eyewitness to Heather's abduction still believes who he saw was Marvin Dill. But at some point when Bellow became a suspect, the authorities had the eyewitness to pick out who he thought he saw the day from the two different picture arrays, and he picked Bellow both times. In a 2013 news article in The Messenger, a Madisonville, Kentucky newspaper, it states in 2011, Sarah Teague received an FBI report that stated Heather was last seen alive at 3 p.m. on a boat ramp in Henderson, Kentucky. Could the time in this report be wrong, and should it have been 3 a.m.? The report also stated Heather's disappearance could be linked to drugs, prostitution, and public corruption. What we know for sure in this case, based on what has been released to the news media, is that Heather Teague is still missing. Her mother has spent the last 28 years tracking down every lead she could get her hands on, filing open records requests to get as much information as possible on her daughter's case. As she puts it, she's been a thorn in their side. The sad thing about this case is that Sarah is the only person involved in this case to be charged. What I mean by this is that she was charged with harassment charges for writing letters to Marvin Deal's wife trying to get information. Of course, this claim was thrown out. Personally, I would have done the same thing under the circumstances. Tracy Deal, Marvin's wife, when subpoenaed to appear in the, before the grand jury, wouldn't answer questions and pleaded the fifth. Let's discuss Heather's abduction on August 26, 1995. Heather Danielle Teague was 23 years old at the time she was abducted. She would be 51 years old today. She was 5 foot 1 inches tall, weighed 90 to 100 pounds, with long dark brown hair and green eyes. She also had a noticeable curvature of her spine due to scoliosis and flat feet. She had a red, round birthmark on her right buttocks. She was last seen in Spotsville, Kentucky, at an area known as the Newburgh Beach along the Ohio River. If you have any information regarding Heather's abduction, contact the Kentucky State Police at 270-826-3312, case number 16-95-1327. Please come back next week to hear Sarah Teague tell her daughter's story and answers questions regarding this case.
Sarah and her family deserve answers to what happened to Heather. If you know something and have been setting on information for 28 years, it's time to come forward and tell what you know. The stories I tell about the missing, I hope arms you with new information about this missing person that might lead to finding them. Additionally, I hope that you will share the information about this missing person in hopes that by sharing, it may lead to a locating this person. As with almost all missing person cases, there is someone out there that knows something. Please come forward and contact the authorities. Once again, I'm Big Papa Rob, and this was an independent podcast called Story Rewind. Story Rewind The Missing is written, produced, and edited by Big Papa Rob. I couldn't do this without the support of my wonderful wife, a.k.a. Big Mama. For a donation to help me cover my operating costs, you can buy me a cop a coffee. You can find the link in my show notes or on my social media pages. Your support would be greatly appreciated. I would appreciate a five-star rating if you listen to my podcast through Apple Podcasts. And finally, if you have a story idea, please contact me through my social media. A link to my social media accounts is listed in the show notes. I would love to hear from you. Today's music was The Shield by Hot Dope, found on Pixabay. This was a Big Papa Rob podcast 2023. See the show notes for links to the reference material used in this podcast.